2: This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Marenzi. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them and everybody else in between. Throwing it down, the Friday night freak show has uh, begun as we're breaking it all down. It's the conference championship uh, weekend. It's already gotten started. And the USC Trojans' uh, dreams uh, of going undefeated this year are done. Um, USC uh, just couldn't protect Slovis this evening. The Ducks' defense uh, brought it and brought it hard. Uh, USC danced with the devil many times uh, this year and were able to escape. But there's only so many times before you get pitched for. It. And uh, that's what happened this evening. Uh, they lose their best player. They lose their, you know, uh, they lose their, their wide receiver. Uh, it was pretty much a train wreck late in the football game. They, man, ball goes right through the kids' heads. Right through the kids' heads. And a couple of plays later, of course, Slovis throws an interception. And I don't know. I guess that kid on defense uh, on the Ducks used to be a wide receiver or something because I don't know who the hell catches that ball. (laughs) Like like Basically, it's one of those deals that I bet you, like, you know, 90 times out of 100, the kid on USC makes the catch, and basically only 10 times out of 100, the kid on the Ducks makes that interception. Yet that's exactly what happened. Yet somehow the Buffalo Bulls, uh, this evening, like, like honestly. You know, the kid off Buffalo basically had the ball handed to him, and somehow he got blinded by the lights, literally infinitely. He couldn't see because of the lights due to his shield and his visor. And I don't know who it was. One of our guests was complaining about visors and shields the other day. And I think it might have been Steve Merrill. He seems to hate everything now. And Merrill was bitching about visors. I was like, what do you care about visors? Well, evidently, visors do suck. You know, but that's getting blinded by the lights, isn't it? Buffalo in the big time. You go to the big NFL stadium and, all oh, you couldn't see. And you basically, you know, it would have been a the game. They would have come back and won a game. But anyways, we can't live in the past. We've got to forge forward. We've got NFL football on Saturday. We've got NFL football on Sunday. We've got college uh, football, although there's been more cancellations. We'll try to sift through uh, all of that. Uh, we're going to break it down. Tony Finn steps up and in from Las Vegas. We've got Mick Ossie's algorithm. Hopefully he's not too many uh, – he's not too deep uh yet this evening in the late night hours on the friday night freak show except i feel like getting pretty deep myself out here i gotta tell you man i got screwed so hard tonight i deserve an abn award Screwed hardest and the performer who got screwed the hardest this year Ari black lisa ann gabriel morency bring it You know, it'll be nice having a little extra cash to bet on college football. Yeah, I'd like to bet a hundred bucks.
0: You want to pick a team?
2: No, just take it. Late night anger management class. I am Renzi, Let's do this thing. Uh, Friday night uh, free shows. uh, We throw it down. And um, we pick up the pieces uh, following the Joan Collins special uh, tonight. Things went so well last night, it's amazing, man, how like day to day things can just change day to day when it comes to uh, to sports uh, betting. And you know, as they say though, some days you're the statue and uh, some days uh you are the uh the bird. And uh we were the statue. We we were, we were the statue uh tonight. One epic screw job after another. And it's just it's amazing how things played out uh tonight. And as I was saying, I actually deserve, like, an AVN Adult Performer of the Year award after after tonight. I just deserve better. I think somebody's got a voodoo doll uh, of us. I think somebody's got a voodoo doll uh, of us. And sometimes it works, and other times, you know, not so much. And tonight, they stuck it to us. We, we, got, we got pinned. We got pinned uh, tonight. But we weren't the only ones. Like, honestly, like, how the hell did that Buffalo Ball State game not go over the number? Like, dude, how did it not go over the number? There was 56 points. There were 56 points in the first half, all right? The total was 69, 69 and a half. And it might have been up to 70, actually. I think it closed at 70 and a half. It kept going up and up and up and up type of deal. Dude, they like I've seen a lot of crazy things. I don't know what it is, man. It's a 2020 thing, but you know, sports and football—it has been whack. You know, things have been whack. Like, you know, like seriously. So it was 35 to 21 at the half. The total is 69 and a half. The Buffalo Bulls have scored no less than 42 points in any football game that they played in this year, and of course. There are a com- combined 10 points scored in the second half of the Matt Conference Championship game tonight. And I don't know how many missed opportunities. As I stated, what's that kid's name? I mean, what's the box score here? I don't like ripping college kids because they play for free, but I'm going to rip this kid. Right, where is he here? Yeah, Marks. Yeah, Marks Jr., he's the one that dropped the ball. He's the one that dropped the ball. As I stated, he got blinded by the big leagues, the big time. The shining lights of Ford Field were too much. Were too much. And uh, Van Trees uh, fell apart as the game uh, moved forward. You know what the problem with Buffalo is? Well, number one, they're from Buffalo. That's that's like number one. That's that's like That's that's like that's one of the problems for Buffalo. But like, God, did that suck. There's nothing worse than, like, a game in which they put up 56 points in the first and they score 10 in the second, and somehow the game doesn't go over. And as I stated, the Marks kid, he dropped a touchdown, man. And then, I don't know, who's the kid on USC that dropped a touchdown? Like, basically, like, back to back. I'm watching these games, like, i big money riding on this crap, and one kid drops a fourth down, like, basically – It was like throwing the football to a six-year-old in your backyard. All right, don't throw it too hard because, you know, you don't want to hit him in the face with it. Like, it's almost like the quarterback, like, threw it too softly. But for whatever reason, Mark's blamed the lights after, but he got all contorted and twisted around and stuff for some reason just because, whatever. He's from Buffalo. They're, They're Buffalo. It's amazing how this team, like, whatever team's from their city, just, like, something bad will happen all the time. Except with the Buffalo Bills. Nothing bad's going to happen with the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are going to go to the Super Bowl. Nothing bad's going to happen. So yeah, it was the Friday night screw job uh, tonight. We'll move forward. Hey, listen, we had Rutgers plus seven. I jumped in on Rutgers money line. That didn't work out, but we got the push on the way out there. The only thing that saved this from being a complete disaster tonight was I was jumping in on the in-game team totals of Ball State. And uh, we hit a couple of those bets. But uh, tonight's a uh, night that we'd like to forget. Fortunately, they play the National Anthem again uh, tomorrow. Yeah, college sports really pissed me off, man. Like college sports, like the the erraticness of it, it really is just rolling the dice. It's Russian roulette, this crap. It, It really is, man. I mean, you know, when you bet on pro, pro teams are pretty consistent in what they do. If they're good, they'll be good. If they're average, they'll be average. If they're bad, they're bad. If you're bleak, you're bleak, all right? And college, I don't know, college, it changes every 10 minutes. Dude, the Buffalo Bulls were on fire to start this game. It looked like they were going to smoke Ball State. And then it just fell apart. You know, the Ball State scores 28 points in the second quarter and scores three in the rest of the game. Like, USC, that was a clean loss. USC was a clean loss. The Ducks were the better team. The Ducks were the better team tonight. USC had danced with the devil a lot this year. They, you know, they played a lot of games in which they were dodging bullets. They came back late. And it looked like they were going to do it again. And and I don't know. I was going to say it was number four. I'm going to say number four. But, you know, anyone that was watching the game, am I crazy? Or UFC? USC have, like, 10 kids wearing number four. (laughs) It's like, everybody wore number, I don't know. Like, I was like, isn't there another number four? Uh, But nevertheless, I don't want to throw this kid out of the bus without knowing his name. I think it's McCoy. Of course, McCoy. You ever watch Star Trek? McCoy is by far the most annoying one. Like, honestly... You know, I don't think people ever realize that. You know, in every TV show, there's always one character. It's like, would you just shut up? Like, why are you even on this show? And like, honestly, why is like, you know, they don't even need a doctor. All right. Everyone gets lasered and dies anyways. All, All Dr. McCoy ever does is inject people with a pen. I swear to God, McCoy never shuts up. He's always questioning Kirk and Spock. It's like, McCoy, you're an idiot. All right. You don't know anything. Just shut up. All right, let Kirk and uh, Spock handle this. You're lucky you're on the show. With the Simpsons, it's Lisa, Little Lisa. (laughs) The answer has got the answer to the question that nobody uh, asked. As I stated years ago, you want to make the Simpsons funnier, you take Marge and Lisa off the show. (laughs) Then, Then you got yourself a sitcom. All right, nag, 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 nag. If I wanted to get nagged all the time, I'd get married in real life, all right? I wouldn't watch, uh, I don't need to uh, watch uh, The Simpsons to get nagged by Lisa and Marge. <laughs> don't do this. Don't do that. Uh, actually, you know what? I'd be probably better off if I had uh, little Lisa in my life because she can pick winners and Marge would tell me, no, do not. Do not bet so much on Clay Helton and USC. Ugh. In the words of to the Clown. Yeah, I think it's uh, Brew McCoy. Whatever, dude. It was a tough catch. I think He's a freshman. It was a tough catch. I don't know how many of you, like, tuning in right now know the exact play. You probably do. It was late in the game. Dude, it looked like USC were coming back. It looked like USC were coming back. It was 31-24. Dude, they nearly intercepted uh, a pass, like, on the 15-yard line. Then they drove the quarterback USC had momentum, man. Like, they were fired up. They're getting the ball back. And they start moving the ball. They get to midfield, and they go for it. Boom. Slovis throws a bomb, and it's right on the money. Like, NFL-caliber bomb. Bing. It's right on the money. It literally went through the breadbasket. Like, he didn't drop it. It went through his arms type thing. Like, he put his arms out, and it went through his arms it went through his arms and in two plays later Slovis throws an interception. Game over. We should be in overtime right now. We should be in quad you know, we should be in like the 13th overtime period right now of this game. We were robbed. We were robbed, man. And somebody says, "Now they know my search" Uh, since I said Tory Black and Lisa Ann, I've had Tory Black and Lisa Ann on the show, I've met them. (laughs) So, they were easy references. The late night anger management class, bring it.
1: So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked.
2: Late night anger management class. It's in Sports Rage. I am over Morenozi. The Friday night screw job. Uh, we'll we'll get over it. We'll move forward. Uh, we'll we'll move on. That's the way it is, right? I was thinking about it, you know, right after it happened. It's like, man, last night, <laughs> last night at the exact same time. It was like we predicted the final score, we crushed the props, and everything was great. And tonight, it was like the complete opposite. I'm watching three games at once, and it's like drop pass, drop pass, fumble, interception. (laughs) And and it's like, wow. And I just sort of thought of basically, it's sort of like it really is just the life of a hustler. You know what I mean? It's the life of a hustler. Basically, you know, if you're a hustler, Basically, there's going to be big, big days and bad days. (laughs) You know what I mean? There's like, you know what I mean? There's big days and bad days. Uh, I never forget, man. I'll never forget once I was, uh, this is years ago, because now I don't think anybody cares too much about it. But, you know, years ago, I was standing on the street and I was blazing one and boom, man, a bunch of like cops rolled up on bicycles and like they were, I was like, oh, my God, and I told the cop, I said to the guy, I said, Man, I said, I really didn't hear you or see you. I said, Yeah, you know I, mean? I was honest. I said, I really didn't hear you or see you come up. You guys come up on me at all. And he said to me, he goes, Yeah. And he didn't do anything, basically. You know what I mean? He's they just started like harassing me a bit. And and he said to me, He goes, Yeah, he goes, but how many times a day do you come out here and do this? And he goes, for how long? And he goes, sure. He goes, you know, he goes, so in other words, he goes, you beat us every day. We beat you today. He goes, and he goes, who cares? (laughs) He basically took my name and wrote my name down. But it was a good life. He goes, this is cops and robbers. He goes, some days you win, some days we win, right? And it's the same thing at the book. It's the exact same thing at the book. And we've told the story before. We've told the story before of I um, I was talking to a bookie once. Uh, years ago, and um, all stories, entertainment purposes only, uh, years ago. And and, and I, everyone was getting killed, basically. And I handed him like an envelope, man, big one. All <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm like, here you go, buddy. And I said, man, what a rough couple of weeks. And he said, he goes, no one's won. No one's won at all. And I said, oh, it must be great for you. You're killing it. And He said, no, no. He goes, I actually, he goes, I was hoping you would win. He goes, I was hoping that other people win. Because basically, if everybody, casinos can't exist if you don't win a bit, right? If every time you go to the casino, every time you walk into a casino, if you lose money, you're not going to want to go back, right? So it's the same thing. If, like, a sport, if you're a sports better, like betting with somebody, like even with the book, the book doesn't wanna get you for like a couple of thousand dollars and then lose you as a customer. All right? Like it's it's everything, you know, equate everything is like drug dealing, <laughs> it really is in life. We'll simplify, we're in the street, uh, street mode tonight. We'll simplify uh, things for you though, right? Like you don't want any business, any business you're in, you don't want like to just sell something to somebody once, right? you know what, oh, there was one weekend, man, we sold, you know what, our restaurant was packed. No, you want people coming back. And it's the same thing. Like sports books don't want to wipe you out, right? They want you to win, right? They want you to win a bit. Because in the end, you know, whatever, they'll end up winning, the juice adds up, right? But they don't want to just destroy you and you be done because you're out. They would rather have you as a customer for life Right. As opposed to having you having a customer that that bets a ton of money. And I saw it firsthand, like almost nightly at FanDuel, crazy stories in New York City. Trust me. All right. And you want to talk about hustlers, these aren't like normal people that are betting money and stuff. It's crazy. So, yet it would happen all the time, man. All right. Like there was a dude that walked in one night and he's, you know what I mean? He's not. Not a rich, like, you know, inheritance kid or anything like that, but just kind of a dude that's kind of reckless and stuff. And he basically, like, took all of his money. He rolled in with, like, $35,000 into the sports book. And they even asked him. Like, people were like, you know, everyone knows everything. So they were like, no, he's not really a rich kid. He's just sort of he's taking his life savings, and he's betting it all. And the kid bet on two games. He bet $35,000, all right? He bet like 17,000 bucks and 17,000 bucks, type 18 and 17 type thing on two games. And the ticket taker told me the story. It was like the craziest endings. He won like cuz someone missed a free throw at the end, like total random type stuff because he won. He won both games. <laughs> he won both games. And he got $70,000 back. And then there was a hockey game coming up. He pulled a Barty Miller. There was a hockey game coming up, a late hockey game, and he told the dude at the window, he goes, I know nothing about the NHL, but let's go 40,000. And he put like 35, 40,000 back on the NHL and it lost. And basically, then the next day he came back and he lost and lost and no one ever saw him again. So, yeah, the book took him for $75,000 or, you know what I mean? Or, you know, his forty, and they got the money back or whatever. But, they would have rathered if you would have won a couple of times, and then really done crazy, stupid things in the future. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They don't want to completely wipe you out. I swear. Like, and people always think like, "Oh, they want, they want you to lose." They don't. They want you to win a bit, because if you lose all the time, you're gonna quit, unless you're like stubborn and stupid like me, um, who just keeps coming back for more. But I also know. Listen. The lessons I've learned basically is you got money management is important because these things, the swings are wild. You can go nine and five one night. One this week, man, I've been one and five, 10 and five. You know what, two and six. You know what I mean? It's it's almost all or nothing. Yet the pattern where this is, I've developed and I've realized this, and I have a little bit of trepidation coming into the board tomorrow about this. Is college sports are rattling me right now college basketball though we did go one and0 in college basketball tonight that was good so we hit a call we we did win our college basketball pick which is a miracle um uh, but college football is so erratic man you know what I mean like a team will be good in the first half they're terrible in the second like there's so many there's like they're teenagers they're moody there's mood swings in these games there's there's mood swings in these college games and you know like tomorrow who's showing up man who's showing up I want say, say, are Ohio State going to smoke them? It's a lot of points to lay. Yet, yeah, I'm not in a hurry to take Northwestern. I'll be looking at the Buffalo Bills and the Broncos game and looking to attack the props of that game. So the, my lesson has sort of been college basketball has been bad for me. My college basketball picks have been bad, and I haven't been betting that much, but when I do, I generally lose. So I've stayed away. I did go 1-0 and tonight with college basketball. College football, we had a pretty good year, yet, dude, I've been betting this stuff forever, okay? And college football is always like this. You could have a great Saturday and then a terrible Saturday. A great Saturday, you're talking about kids. Literal, They're literally children. They're not even allowed to drink, all right? you're betting on people that are 17 and 18 years old that are you know are they have other things on their mind um coaches have ulterior motives it's just betting on college sports is just so it's so erratic it's like playing russian roulette and i'm not telling you i'm going to quit doing it but you know whatever if you load up on a college slate man I got to tell you, like the worst day I ever had in my life gambling, the worst day. People always ask me what's the most you won and lost and stuff. But there was one day in which, you know, for a time I was pretty crazy. I was betting like five, 10,000 a game and stuff. And there was one day I only went four and eight, right? So I was four and eight, but I was betting five dimes a game. So, you go four and eight, betting five times a game. Next thing you know, you're down uh, 22, 5, 23. Right. And I'll tell you what, it wasn't on an NFL Sunday that it happened to me. It was a college board. It was college, college basketball, college basketball, and FBS football. I was betting on like the Richmond Spider and like, you know, North Dakota State games. It was one of those type of weekends. And it was a bad idea. So, like I said, college. You can do well in college. You can have good nights in college, but you can also have bad nights in college. It's like real-life college. It can be a good time, but it can be a bad time. Pro sports are at least a little bit more consistent, you know, in what they do. Um, you know, there's not the same wild swings with pro sports. So, fortunately, we've got NFL football coming back this weekend. And, you know, I like the card. I think I see a couple of spots that we'll do all right with. And we've got NBA basketball that starts. NBA basketball is like around the corner for real, real. For real, real. And we were talking about uh, James Harden and all the rumors about uh, Philadelphia last night. About, uh, you know, if you're Philadelphia, it doesn't make sense to give up Ben Simmons just to have Joel Embiid and James Harden. It doesn't make you any better. If you're going to bring James Harden in, you've got to make it so you've got Harden, Simmons, and Embiid. And even that will be a train wreck. Yet, speaking of train wrecks, and I hope this isn't true. I hope this isn't true. But even Woj is now reporting that the Toronto Raptors are involved. Now, the thing is, Woj is saying that it's a three-way deal in the works, maybe. But, dude, Sportsbooks are popping up odds, with the Raptors is a second and 13 right now where Harden's going to end up. Oh, God, no. No! Baggio, no!
0: Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Don't ruin your
3: appetites. I'm buying lunch for everybody on me.
0: Oh, what's the occasion? I'm rich. (laughs) I won my bets on the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and I chunked it all on a hockey game, and I won that. All right,
1: all right. How much did you win? 116 bucks. (laughs) What a windfall. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel tingly.
2: Shout out to our radio affiliates, although I believe on uh, Friday nights we're isolated West Coast style, right? Uh, we're on the grid, so a shout out to uh, the mightier 1090 uh, crew. Sucks what happened to USC uh, tonight. Uh, but it was a good year for them. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't a good year because maybe Clay Helton does suck. <laughs> maybe Clay Helton does suck. And now you're stuck with them again. But whatever. You know. The Ducks were in a pretty good situation. Cam brought it up uh, before the game in which he said, you know, the Ducks, these guys don't even deserve to be in the conference championship game. Their season sucks, and, you know, they're playing with house money. They really had nothing to lose. Like, basically, they were like Buster Douglas tonight. We're going old school. I like Buster Douglas, although that's not fair. But I got to tell you, man, tonight sucked harder than that movie Batman versus Superman with Ben Affleck. All right. Um, It is what it is. Uh, We move forward. We've got to shake it off right now. Um, Like Taylor Swift said, we've got to shake it off. Except I'm not waiting for tomorrow. Give us a couple of minutes. We're going to regroup, and we're going to get into – we're going to find some late-night stuff here. (laughs) We're going to find some late-night stuff. I think there's cricket going on all the time. I see Mick Ossie tweeting about cricket. Um, um, All right, Mick Ossie steps up, and then we need his help. Uh, Mick, I don't know. You say every week what well, your, your your NFL picks are killing it, Mick. So um, it's your Denver Broncos against my Buffalo Bills tomorrow. Big big game for the Buffalo Bills. Eh, for the Denver Broncos, whatever. It's it's not so big, but maybe that'll help them. They're not. They don't have any pressure on them. The Buffalo Bills have a little bit of pressure on them. Point spread has come down to five and a half. The total is now forty nine and a half. Four thirty Eastern time. How you doing, Mick? What's going on? Yes, mate, can't wait.
3: NFL football on Saturday and it's your team versus my team. Well, I've picked your Bills to win just and uh, then I changed my mind because of the injuries to the Broncos. I'm actually going to go for the Bills to win by seven. I got out my calculation, my MMMM, and I've worked out the Bills to win by seven. So if the Broncos get within a touchdown, I'll be happy, mate. But we're on the up, and we have some good young players on offense.
2: I really believe that. But we get injuries, and our depth is not very good, mate. The problem with the Broncos, yeah, you've got some good young players. So you can't deny it. Uh, there's some good young talent, but... I don't know. The jury's still out on the quarterback moving forward now. And the problem is the division that you play in. The Chargers have a ton of good young players too, right? They just, you know, was a mess this year. Once they get a coach and they get it back on track, Chargers are good. You got to deal with the Chiefs. But I got to tell you, all week I was thinking, man, it's a bad spot for the Buffalo Bills. They played against San Francisco on Monday night football. They played against the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday night football. They're playing against the New England Patriots and the Miami Dolphins in the next couple of weeks coming up. It's a classic, you know, sandwich letdown spot. But as you mentioned, listen, guys, the Denver Broncos secondary is depleted. They're going to have a hard time shutting down Josh Allen, Diggs, and Beasley and company. It's going to be a tough. Denver kind of been tough here. One thing about Buffalo, to be honest, they don't really let down. They've been very good at this. Like, You know, people thought it was a big letdown in Arizona. They didn't lose that game in Arizona because of a letdown. They lost on a Hail Mary at the end of the game. People thought it was, oh, it's not a good spot in San Francisco. It's never a good spot for the Bills, it seems, this year. They've been in a lot of weird spots, but I think the Bills are going to cover too, Mick. You know, I don't think they kill them, but let's say Bills by 10. You know what I mean? It'll sort of be close to the spread, but, you know, Bills by 7 or 8 or something like that. 30 to 21. Uh, My college picks suck, but my NFL final scores have been bang on. I'll give you some final scores later. All right, so you're saying Bill's cover. Carolina Panthers and Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, minus seven and a half, Mick. What's the algorithm telling you? Carolina and Green Bay. Oh, mate.
3: I've been on the Packers on the minus nearly every week, and they haven't let me down except last week by half a point. So I don't like the plus minus very much. I do do my money line multis and I have the Packers as the first one there with the Titans and the Colts playing minus 121. Hey, the Panthers are not a bad side. Teddy Bridgewater, yes, he's a good quarterback. But no, the Packers will get it done at home. Oh, the plus minus minus maybe the cover, but uh, I don't like the plus minus and it's not one of
2: my better spread bets, Gabe. Uh, we'll find out what your best bets are. Um, Bears, you got the Bears and Vikings. So, yeah, tell me, instead of going through every game right now, what are your best bets, mate? How many best bets do you have? All right, well, what, what, are, your, I what do... are your best bets?
3: All right, well, what I do, I do these money line multis and they do well, but the trouble is this year, mate, you know, there's always All right. many weeks, there's just a, a, a crazy upset. As you know, So many weeks, there's a crazy upset. So I've got the Packers, Titans, and Colts. This is Moneyline, like I said, minus 121. I like the Bucks and the Seahawks. So add those for a five-teamer, and it plays plus 229. Then I like the Cardinals and the Browns. I like the Bills, the Vikings, the 49ers, the Chiefs, and the Dolphins. So this week, I think, is a week that you can really maybe even win a 12- or 14-team banger, but you don't want to put the teams in that are huge favorites because it doesn't add that much more to it. What you if say? you get a 12-team teamer, if you get a 12-team or 10 bucks, you can win 660 bucks. So that's the thrill that I like
2: with this uh, multi-parlay betting, Gabe. You like you like betting every game in a parlay, huh? Um, you know what, though? Listen, if you hit it, if you hit it once um, you hit it once a year, a couple of times a year, it could be advantageous. Um, but it's tough. Like if I'm playing a parlay, I don't really get past like 3 games too much. I'll do it once <laughs> in a while, but no, but as you stated, dude, there's always one game that'll screw you somehow that you never think is going to lose, right? Yeah. So, That's right. You know, and if you do a 4-game parlay, there'll be one game that'll screw you, you'll win 3 of them. You do a 7-game parlay, Whatever, man. You'll you'll go six and one. Our boy Yang in the pit, man, he plays these crazy 7-18 parlays all the time. He always only loses by one. There's always one. I think two teams are the way to go. Two team parlays. Get a nice little plus seventy back, and you got him you can actually hit a two teamer. But I don't mind, Mick. You know, you take you roll the dice, you have fun with it, you put ten bucks on it, and you hope to strike gold if you're able to run the table on all the money lines, but Man, the NFL is erratic. All these sports are erratic. Home field doesn't mean anything anymore, and not because of the pandemic, but it's just it's teams went on the road more than they used to. So it's it's tough to run the board uh, here. But your picks, so you got a lot of best bets. I was hoping that you just sort of had a few isolated. You sort of just rattled off every game there.
3: (laughs) Well, I have. I've got some plus-minus bets, but you know what? You guys get so carried away on the spread. I mean, the spread's only... The only only reason there is a spread is is for betting. It doesn't really mean anything other than that. But that said, I've done all right lately. I do about four or five spread bets a week. This week, I like the Rams at minus 17 to absolutely destroy the Jets. You guys are a bit scared to do the minus on the uh, big spreads, but I have no hesitation on that one. I also like the Bucks at minus six point five to beat those terrible Falcons, and like you said, Matt Ryan, he's having a shocker of a year. And I also like the 49ers at minus two point five to beat the Cowgirls. Oh, I mean Cowboys. They're they're average. I think uh, Mullins is not that good, but uh, Beathard, he should be he should be quarterback as well. So I like the 49ers, the Bucks, and Rams to cover. But there's a long time between now and Sunday morning with COVID and injuries and everything
2: else. So yes, wait till Sunday morning and I might change some of these picks. It's a good point. It's a good point, Mick. I can't disagree with that. You know what? Last week on Friday night, I was on fire. Last two Friday nights, boom, boom. Hitting underdogs, bam, bam. And you know, last two weeks in the NFL, we've done very well. Tonight and all week, I've looked and I keep waiting. I keep waiting and looking at the NFL and I'm like, it'll come to me, it'll come to me. I'll start to like some games as the week comes on. I really don't. I really don't. But that doesn't mean anything bad. Like, you know, we talked about it all the time, guys. How many times have you how many times have you loved your bets, right? Like make on a Sunday, you're like, man, wow, this Sunday, I really think these are gonna win. Like, ah, man, these really look good today. And then you don't win any of them or things don't go well. And other times, you're like, I don't know, I'm kind of hoping for the best, and you end up, like, killing it, right? You know, we're not in control of these things. Whether we like it more or not doesn't change what the outcome is going to be in the game, right? That's why it's, you got to watch money management, and even I fall into that trap. But a few spots, out of all the games, Mick, for some reason, that catches my eye, and I do agree with you, I do think the Rams are going to mess the Jets up. The Jets aren't going to score. Like, the Jets, like, they're not going to score a lot of points on this Rams defense. And the Rams don't let up on teams. Sean McVay likes beating up on bad teams. So, um, uh, I think they beat them pretty easily as well. I don't mind laying a crazy amount of points there. And you're right, normally we don't. I think Philadelphia and Arizona, total 49.5 could be manageable here. There could be points put up on the board. Philadelphia's defense is depleted. I like the Kansas City Chiefs. That's the one I like, minus the three. But the New England Patriots against the Dolphins, I'm taking the Patriots. The Dolphins are a little bit overrated right now. They don't, they've lost too many bodies. They're too injured on, they don't have any skill position players. They've lost linebackers. They've lost wide receivers. They've lost tight ends. Uh, You got Belichick coming in here, 21 and six against rookie quarterbacks. I got to take, I'm taking the New England Patriots uh, in that game. That's, that's the, Those are the picks that I've sort of got circled right now. But like you said, Mick, in today's day and age, bro, Sunday feels like it's two years away, not two days away, doesn't it? <laughs> like Who knows what will happen between now and Sunday?
3: Mate, that, that's the toughest game of the week. And as you know, I'm in this money line aggregate competition, and I only put one point out of 16 on the Dolphins. Cam Newton's, oh, I like Cam Newton, but he's just not the same. And how's this? You reckon I talk funny, but how's this? Tua, Tonga, Belowa. There you go. It's not Tua. It's Tua, Tonga, Belowa at quarterback. But I don't know. I reckon Fitzpatrick might get in there. And then they've got more options for more different uh, options on the offense. I think the Dolphins might get it done just.
2: But, yeah, that's the toughest game of the week for me there, Gabe. Uh, you know what? It's a great time of the year, though we got football on every day for the next, like, three weeks. Um, For the next three weeks. I said 25 consecutive days. It's 25 days until the title game. Um, And there are cancellations along the way as well. So there's pretty much games every day. But there's a couple of bowl games that have been canceled already. Hey, great stuff, uh, Mick. I love the multi. Um, Instead of people wondering the multi, it's a parlay. Except uh, in Australia, they call it a multi. They, they call it a multi. Are you into cricket now, Mick? you betting this cricket at all? <laughs> oh, yes, mate. I put some money on the Aussies to win the first test, and they probably
3: will. The Indians are just crashed. They need 90 runs to win today. It's the pitch is turning everywhere, so the game now, on, normally Mick. goes five days.
2: <laughs> hold on. Uh, you, hold on. We'll get your cricket pick on the other side. Bring it Level one of three, a Friday night free show. We're breaking it down. All right, Mick Ossie, we've got this cricket going on. I see you tweeting about cricket all the time, uh, Mick. And, um, and you know, listen, I know about cricket a bit, but at the same point in time, as you mentioned, you took them. And I would bet some cricket right now, Mick, to try to get some money back after a bad college football night tonight. But I don't have time to wait until uh, January 6th for the match to be over. <laughs> And and, you know what I mean? Like these cricket matches, like you got to be careful. So, like, how long are these ones? Because there's different styles of cricket matches. Are these like the three and four day ones, or these the faster ones?
3: Oh, mate, I'm going to. You know those books, Computers for Dummies and that? I'm going to start doing videos on Twitter. Cricket for Dummies. No, I want to teach you guys cricket. This is the five day test match. I love it. It's tradition. Five days? Each team bats twice. Five days, mate. Five days. Each team bats twice. Absolutely. You baseball fans will love cricket because there's a lot more complications in cricket it's amazing the game is nearly over because they have left a bit too much grass on the pitch adelaide my home city it's normally the beautiful beautiful batting wicket. well australia now only need 90 runs in the second innings to win it so it's going to be all over on day three so the people have paid for day four and five they're not even going to get to go mate
2: five days (laughs) dear god (laughs) Five days. Five, five days. Uh, Babano, you know, Babano was on with us the other night and uh, we were talking a little bit about the cricket that was going on because it was live. And Babano, Babano got thrown off by the fact that the, uh, the sports book said they stopped for a lunch break. He goes, What do you mean a lunch break? But I told him it's not a lunch break. Don't you call it a tea break? Isn't it a tea break? It's a tea break, right? Y- yes, yeah, right.
3: Yeah, see, this, this test match is a day and night. So normally test matches are during the day. They start at 11 o'clock, then two hours in, they have a 40-minute <laughs> lunch break. So, yeah, you go off, have some food, it's then about time. 4 o'clock right, is Meg. a 20-minute twen- tea break.
2: Right, and I freak show continues. Level 2 coming up. Bring it.